tuning in to daters gonna date this is your favorite irish dating podcast where we talk ghosting poth bumble tinder bad dates good dates and everything in between stay tuned for laughs some tears and definitely some good stories Welcome to another episode of Daters Gonna Date with me, Rosine. And me, Nicola. And it's been a gloriously sunny day today. I feel blessed, blessed. I feel Hashtag like, blessed. I feel like a new lease of life is upon me, you know, that way. Like when I know, it makes such a difference. Definitely improves the old mood. Nothing like the old vitamin D, not that D, guys. Hey, what, what, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, do, it really does, like it's mad how much of a difference it makes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of vitamin D, Roho. <laughs> Oh my God. Can we just preface, like, if my mother is listening, please (laughs) turn off the podcast immediately. Um, Actually, it was so so funny. So, like, my mom, obviously, like, when I told my mom originally we were doing this podcast, you know, the way she was a bit like, right, okay. And maybe she didn't really understand the concept of it because she's 69 plus however months. I'm not (laughs) going to murder me for even saying that. but I don't think she she got the concept. But anyway, she figured out how to listen to it, even though I was kind of like, you don't have to listen to it, Mom, honestly, to God. And uh, she sends it around to everybody. And uh, she rings me yesterday. And she says, uh, uh, you know, how you getting on, Bob, Bob's grand, fine, we're chatting away. And she's like, um, so uh, are you going any walks with anyone? I was like, oh, my God, she's listened to <laughs> episode and I was just like um maybe it's just like I just don't need my mother knowing about my dating life this this early <laughs> on when uh, when when you're only kind of just starting to to get to know to someone but um no she uh so uh ma'am go away will you no yeah mama room <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. later I'll ring you <laughs> But um, no, uh, we have had, uh, I've had two more walks since the last time we spoke. God, you must be so, sick. Your step count must be like 5,000 million. Well, I'm eating rings around myself, so uh, I don't think it's quite evening out. Also, it's more like, you know, when you're with somebody, it's more like a stroll as opposed to like a, a hardcore walk, you know. Um, so yeah, Are you no- telling me that you're not going for walks with him and you're like pounding the pavement, <laughs> you know, doing your couch to 5K, going, come on, yeah, come on, bitch. They're walking. So, um, could you imagine? So, yeah, no, it's been really good. He's lovely. Listen, guys, it's just, I won't lie, it's just really awkward and difficult to date at the moment. Like, we, I'm running out of places to walk. I'm running out of places to go for a walk. Um, and it's, you know, it's just annoying because, like, you don't want to be just whirling around in your car or trying to find somewhere else because you can't concentrate on the date and kind of enjoy it like I was saying like um last week I went to a place was in my 5k and uh it it was you know walked to the pool bag terrace but like from like Sandy Mount side and all the way down and all the way up and it took like almost I think it probably took like two or two and a half hours you know up and back and actually it was probably the best date we had because I didn't I wasn't stressing about oh I need to find somewhere to park where where could I go now like where could you know what I mean? Where can we go? Like, um, so I really, really enjoyed that. So like, it's just, that's the difficulty of it. And it's still, you know, we're still going to have to do walks for like the foreseeable. That's, that's all we can do. Unfortunately, I live with um, like two healthcare workers and a teacher and it's just not um, too feasible at the moment. But hopefully because the weather is good, like it sounds naff, but like maybe we'll be able to have like a drink and a, like cans, 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 kind of um, just relax a bit and just try just to have a kind to of eat. 
Yeah, you know, like have a little picnic or something like gay. Oh God, I couldn't think of anything worse than eating. I know, but like, it's like, honestly, when you've done this many walks, you'll fucking take anything. You'll take any... Like, I'll be mad for the cans, yeah, right, great. But like, if he's like, come here, you wouldn't want to share this curry, I'd be like, I will first Uh, of all... No, not a curry. I'm talking like a bag of chips or something. Oh, a bag like of chips. Sorry, that's different. Yeah, yeah. I'm not you talking anything. A picnic. I didn't know what other terminology to use. Eat food. You know, I don't think food. anyone's ever called a bag of chips from the chip or a picnic, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you can you can make anything a picnic these days if you put your heart and soul yeah. into it. I'll bring some um, and then so, yeah. drink it. Therefore, it'll be a picnic with the chips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here. That's that's fine. Um, so hopefully, if the weather continues like this way and we have a really nice March, you know, at least you might be able to do something like that. And as you said, maybe have a few cans or you know whatever. Maybe we'll be able to do something like that. So, um, yeah, but it's going, it's going good. Yeah, so he's really nice and I really like him. And yeah, but I'm trying to. I'm breezy. I'm breezy. breezy. I'm breezy. So um, I'm just trying to keep it very um, relaxed. I'm just trying to be pretty chilled out and relaxed about it. But like he's very upfront and he's not. I think it's actually quite unusual. Like there's no bullshit. He's just like, yeah, well, I like you. So cool. You know, kind of way. And he's just, I don't, I'm not like trying to figure him out or like Mm. figure out what he's thinking or, you know, there's there's none of that. I'm not second guessing myself or second guessing him so that's nice for a change to not be completely and utterly confused and <laughs> and be like what the fuck is going on what does he um, mean he, so yeah. he said he likes chips but what does he really mean <laughs> what does he re- what does that what is the connotation he put a smiley face at the end of it um so yeah no there's, there's none of that um as i said to you like uh just before we came on i was out for a walk with him and uh bumped into somebody i knew who was also with their fellow um, you know, uh, COVID date daters, but they've been dating for longer than myself. And I was like, "Do we stop and talk, or do we just <laughs> no? We just I'm just gonna nod and smile. I just nodded and gave the smile, and then I just texted her when I got home. I was like, "Sorry, I I didn't know whether to stop or or what the fuck to do." Um, now I so have to text just, her and be like. What did he look like? What yeah, give it, get all the deets. What was the vibe? Were they yeah. in each other's legs? <laughs> so uh, we were holding hands. <gasps> so I'm sure she was scandalized. So. Uh, yeah, uh, by it all. Um, I know the last time we were talking, you said you were going to give Bumble maybe potentially another shout. Did you do it? Was it hideous? Uh, I did it for about two days and then I forgot about it because yeah. I the first person that I saw was... Um, our mutual friend's ex's best friend. Oh. But his pictures were including um, the ex, uh, who I hate for the last like 10 years. And uh, uh, I was like, oh my God, there he is. Wow. Um, and yeah. then I saw about three people I knew. So I kind of went off it then. And then I forgot about it. I haven't really been on yeah. it since. I kept seeing people I knew and I was like, mm, yeah, I'm not really interested in that now. So I think what's happened is I've probably swiped for everybody within my 5K, like b- back last feckin' June, I'd say. So now I'm <laughs> getting everybody else that's left over. So I must go on it again. But I just haven't. I've been really busy. So yeah. I actually like I wish it was anything exciting with work. Um, so no. So I must do. I'm, I will, I'll, I'll go back on it again. But I'm, I'm not missing any of the other ones anyway. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard because like as you said, like it does feel like you you've swiped on everyone. Sometimes it's just like I oh, this I did, guy again. I did why get, <laughs> I got a five matches. I remember the first day I did it, and I was like, oh yeah, I thought it was sure. I thought it was a ride. Then five matches, <laughs> and then. One of them uh, unmatched me as soon as I messaged him. So that was great. That was a real confidence <laughs> booster. Uh, two of them never replied to messages. And then the other two replied and had like really interesting, like kind of replied to whatever I'd sent them. And so I re- wrote back and then I never heard from either of them again. And they're just sitting oh, there in my, like, in my inbox on Bumble. And I'm like, now, because I haven't thought about it really since, I only thought about it today because I knew we were going to be talking and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I just yeah. Uh, and I, I wasn't, it was such a nice day. I wasn't going to spend the day swiping on my phone. But um, yeah, oh yeah. no, 
But what I was yeah. meant to ask you was, did you does does your fella know about this podcast? So this was uh, something that I came up when I was talking to somebody else about whether he knows. So like, I haven't said anything yet. I don't know, like, like at what point do you, do you like, because when obviously- When you're officially like, going out with him, that's when you tell him. Yeah, because I, I, I just, I don't feel like there's any need to tell him at the moment. It's not like I'm talking about him descriptively on here. If I was giving a lot of details and, you know, personal stuff away here, like that would be unfair to do that and not tell him that I'm fucking talking about him on a podcast, you know, that kind of way. There are millions of listeners. um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it it wouldn't be fair to do that to somebody when, like, if I was divulging so much about a relationship and not telling them. But I'm, you know, I'm keeping it pretty bare here. Yeah. So I I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I have to tell him yet, but if things keep going and they keep going well, um. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I will have to tell him. It's weird though, like, cause I, I like, I don't know, I, like, I have a lot of the things that we've discussed here, like a lot of the bad dates I've had over the last year, and you know, my ex and stuff like that. We've talked about that kind of stuff, so it's not like he would hear anything on here that I think he would be like scandalized by yeah. or anything. But then another part of me is like. I don't, I don't want him. I don't dare that. And then it was funny, like he, he, he knows of a, uh, um, he knows of a mutual podcast that we're kind of friends with. And I'm shitting myself that he's going to put two and two together of his, oh, really? like, of his device. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it might come up sooner than I'd want it to be, but I don't, I don't really feel like any pressure to do it now. But it was funny. I think when we were recording the last time we were recording and he was like, do you want to meet up for a walk? Like, how about whatever day? And I was like, oh, no, I can't because I am um, <laughs> having a Zoom with my... F- I was just <laughs> like, I felt so bad coming up with like a bullshit excuse. But I'm sure like he'll understand what I tell him, but I don't think I'm going to tell him just yet. No. Not until it's like... Official. If I felt like it was more serious yeah, or official, then okay. then. But until then... I shall remain anonymous. Well, I'm not anonymous to him. The podcast shall remain anonymous to him. I cannot speak. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fucking hell. Well, that means we can delve now. Where well, we, you can cut all that out. <laughs> we can now delve into the reason we're here today to talk holidays and romance. Yeah, it's funny because um, when you mentioned this topic, I was like, Oh gosh, um, me and holiday romances. Like I was the kid, you know, when everybody come back from the summer holidays and people like, oh, who did you shift? And who did you meet? Like I was the kid that was like, oh yeah, like Eduardo from Bolivia. Like you guys wouldn't know him. He was really good looking. He was a Spanish <laughs> sailor. <laughs> yeah, he will never actually be in Ireland again. So it just was, yeah, yeah. It's just terrible. It's so upsetting. So like I, you know, immediately I thought, I'm going to have nothing to fucking talk about in terms of two romances. <laughs> but I did. Something started coming back to me. Um, I, I mean, Nicola, you strike me as a, as a holiday romance girl. You get yeah. your shifts in everywhere. Well, you see, you know me this long time, Ro. You know how bored I get of people. So holiday romance to me is the perfect yeah. length of time because... You know, you get the good fun side aspect of, you know, you know, going for drinks and going out and dancing and shifting and the whole lot. But there's none of the drama. And then you get to leave and probably no. see them again. So that to me is for feckin' perfection. <laughs> That's what you're looking for now. Yeah. <laughs> like if someone could call around and be vaccinated, get I can also get vaccinated. And if you can just call around for a week and then leave me alone after that. Fab. Love you. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, like we have talked about here about like how we were, you know, very different as uh, teenagers or early 20s growing up when we'd go out. Like when I went on my uh, six year holiday and stuff, like I was qu- like quite reserved. And then when I did shift per- shift one person, I was so locked that it turned out my best friend fancied him. And we had a huge row talk <laughs> for like a couple of weeks after we came back from our holiday. So that scared me maybe of the idea of like, <laughs> playing on, <laughs> on holidays. Um, but uh, perhaps you had a better experience on your six year holiday than I did. I don't know. Well, we see, I didn't do a six year holiday with, yeah. but what we did do is maybe 
actually what year was that in I don't know around the time I was like 18 or 19 or whatever I maybe I was in the start of college or maybe it was it wasn't let's say it wasn't a six-year holiday anyway it wasn't with my like gal pals or whatever we did I did yeah. a, I went away with a football team which <laughs> says it all doesn't it <laughs> yeah there was it was the local GA team and there was maybe oh god and I think about it now like 35 lads but there, some of their family came as well. So like there was mams and dads and the whole on it and me and my mate. And um, we went for yeah. went to the Canaries because, you know, everybody goes to the Canaries and just drinks oh, yeah. bars for a week. Like that was basically like I could probably the places we went in the Canaries were all within 500 meters from each other. We walked from the hotel to the bar to the bar to the hotel back. One time I think we decided to venture to one of the clubs that wasn't related to the Irish bars. And I think we lasted an hour and then ended up back in Paddy, Paddy Go Bar, as it always happens. Um, on that holiday now, um, controversially, I shifted two lads from the team, which was absolutely controversial. And what was most controversial about it was one of the guys, the guy I brought to my Debs, his brother, was the guy I brought to my Debs was there, but I wasn't with him, but I was with his brother, his older brother. And just shifted them and like yeah. randomly in the nightclub, we laughed about it the next day. But I remember yeah, yeah. being like, oh my God, like the scandal. Because you have to remember there's like probably 60 of us there. So anything that happened was scandalous. It was like going away with a village. Yeah. So it was like the next yeah. day, it was like, and she's saying that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know what happened. But my friend now, bear in mind, this is a few years ago. So the old days of the being a dirty stop, I hadn't started yet. And we went out one night and she hooked up with some fella from Offaly. I can still remember when he was wearing his Offaly jersey, his GA shorts, socks up to his knees and a pair of runners on the night out. What oh. a absolute stud. How did we know he was Irish? Oh. I have no idea. Uh, how did you guess? <laughs> could only assume he was glowing with his pale skin under the moonlight. Oh, he was super, like, super white. And uh, he'd been there, like, ages. And his hotel was next to ours. But anyway, we met him in the bar and she ended up shifting him. And we were going home back to the hotel. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to hang around, with, you know, Jim Bob here for a while. So I, I was like, oh, come on. Like, we were so innocent. Like, and I actually think about it, we were so innocent. I was like oh God, we, we can't leave her. Um, even though she literally was right outside the hotel and she was like, no, 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 go on, go on, I'll be fine. So anyway, we went back to the room and a couple of lads came up and we said we'd have some drinks in my room because we had a balcony and that was grand. She had no sign of her. I was like, oh my God. And then she texted me saying, oh, I'll be home in the morning. Well, you'd swear, she said, I'm off to an orgy. I was like, oh, <gasps> And so, like, what ended up happening was three of the lads ended up staying in the room with me, which looked more like an orgy than, than what she had done. But they were like, what if something happens to you in the middle of the night? Like, now I'd be like, get the f- out of my room, like, three of these lads who are about four years older yeah. than me. Um, as if they were my dad, like, you know. Oh, God. So one of them slept on, because we had, like, a tiny room. Like, one of them slept on the couch, which was, like probably the size of a chair one of them slept on my suitcase and one of them slept on her bed and basically the next morning she no sign of her next morning and we're like oh god so we went down to have breakfast at the front of the hotel and she walked back up yeah. her family were on this holiday with us like her mom her dad her brother <laughs> she scandalously walked back in and there was about 36 of us of the team sitting out having breakfast and everyone was like oh and i was like boom 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 <laughs> Oh, and mortification oh my god Scarlet yeah Scarlet it was so funny though gave everyone something to talk about for the entire day and she was mortified because it was very obvious like her mom had asked oh. me where she was and I, before she arrived and I was like oh she's gone for a walk or something like that I said and then she rocks back up in yeah. the same clothes from the night before so it was like Ugh. oh yeah yeah I was oh, like what's going on her mom and dad having breakfast as well yeah they were sitting across from us I was like oh my god Oh, God. Yeah, pure innocence. God bless us. Um, but yeah, like we see, like when I was saying holiday romances, obviously a one, one night romance can be the same as well. But I do have a fondness for them now. I have to be honest. It ends up happening to me quite a bit. You end up getting in lustful love. I was only just thinking of, so me and Nicola did our, our J1 together. And oh Kira, who's been on this podcast, you might have heard, she was the queen, the queen. I felt, of the J1 she literally had a new romance, like every, like, was it every fortnight? 
Oh God, or less so than, she did. less than that. Like I think we were there twelve weeks, so it was definitely less than that. She like I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. I'll check her, and if not, I'll edit it out. But she did have a long. Imagine it does big gap now in between. Yeah, and then, and just hear some background lift music. <laughs> she was so funny. I was working, we worked in the same place and she rang into my the office one day and she was like, Nicola, I'm out. We were in San Diego uh, on our J1 and she was yeah. out on Coronado Island. She didn't know where she was, first of all. And then she was like, I'm out on Coronado Island. I was like, what the hell? You're meant to be starting work at one o'clock and this is about quarter to 12. She's like, can you cover for me until then? And I was like, right, okay, grand. So she gets in anyway, but she's in her clothes from the night before. So we had to abandon the shop for 20 minutes as we ran to the toilet and changed clothes over. I had to throw my clothes over so she could wear them. She was absolutely dying, dying to death. Um, <laughs> our boss was like um, a real, she was, she was a scandalous woman herself. She was having an affair yeah. with her girlfriend who rocked up one day. Oh, scandal. Um, but she came in and she's like, Nicola, why are you wearing like um a, like a black jazzy skirt? And I was like, oh, because I'm going to meet someone. And it was very clearly like a dirty stuff. <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, me, the pure innocent again. Yeah. And the fact that she showed up, that you couldn't have just got home. No, your one had to show up and be like, hey, what's the crack of the skirt? Yeah. But I she, know, like, uh, why was she had there? multiple... Gear had multiple, like she was. She was with was it was it someone from where we worked? She was with him for a while, and then the guy you guys live with. I was. No, I, no. Um, she was with. We moved in when you left. We moved in yeah. with three. No, wait, how many was boys was there? There was four boys. Yeah, and she fancied one of them. Yeah. So of course, because I know this, she scored uh, his friend. Who she <laughs> that know. was it. Yeah. And we lived with these people. And then so that was awkward. And then we kind of all forgot about it. And then she on the like the last weekend shifted the other guy. But I shifted the one of them as well. Um, I didn't, yeah, did. didn't remember the next day. And then everyone was like, you know, you shifted him. I was like, oh, fuck my life. This is, <laughs> this is I have to live in this tiny apartment with these absolute men. Oh, people. my God. And we just looked like absolute whores that just kept shifting our fellas we lived with. Just switch and swap around. Oh my god, that is oh god, so funny. Um, when I was thinking about this, like whether I'd, I I had any romances, like like similar to what you're saying, like I was very innocent. I I the people I was friends with in school and stuff, we were all quite innocent. Like we weren't that wild compared to other girls. Say I was in in my school and stuff like that. You know, they were wild. I remember being on holidays like with with my sister, like. And I was probably like 14 and she was like, would you ever just drink and fucking smear on off ice and kiss somebody? And I was like, oh, I don't want to. I think we were like in Santa Ponza or something. And I was like, you know, didn't know my arse from the elbow. And then like I was thinking of like when we were in the Gale Talked and I remember being like totally in love with this guy in the Gale Talked. But like did did diddly squat nothing about it, Nicola. You know me, like, yeah. you know. Didn't do anything about it. Just loved him from afar. And then when I came home, like, you know, the way we all had notebooks and we all wrote each other notes and stuff and swapped, swapped dresses so you could send letters and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, and when I came back, I thought it would be really hilarious. I don't know if you you remember this, but you used to be able to, like, in Ms. Magazine, all that, they'd have a number where you could ring to get free tampons. Okay. Um, trial them out. And I thought it would be hysterical funny. Me and my cousin were like, send the guy you fancy tampons because that <laughs> will show that you care. That'll show that you, you really care about him. Um, needless to say, that that relationship didn't blossom into anything um <laughs> I, am, I am shocked why no doesn't love a delivery of tampons that like he can use that to spell out she loves me exactly i mean how could you not know how i felt at my 15 year old self how could you not know um but yeah because when i was in the gale talk i don't did you even go to the gale talk no because my school only one person was allowed and this thicker out of my class got to go and I was mad about Irish love Irish and um, yeah. I was like right I'm, this is where I'm going to go and flourish but no no yeah. she got it and I don't even know if she actually went in the end but she got the scholarship for it anyway so oh uh, yeah no like for, for me it was um I, I wasn't that good of a student that was a scholarship I think my parents paid it to get rid of me 
They were like, please <laughs> fuck off for four weeks and leave us alone. Stop talking. Um, uh, so, uh, but I mean, I like I was shocked by the amount of teen relationships that like blossomed in the Gale Talk. Like, and, and like it's when we worked on the farm in Australia and we were kind of living and working with the same people all the time, it's it reminded me of the Gale Talk. That's what it reminded me of because that really like, condensed experience of being around people like 24 7 and like you're just emotions being completely heightened and I think that's what's one thing about holiday romances is like as and if it does go on for your two-week trip or whatever it might be is they seem really intense because you know the exoticism of being somewhere that's not a word I think um you know the excitement of being somewhere different not being at home you know like that you may never see each other again like all that you just get I think you get swept up and all that and then like realistically you know when you come home you're like oh yeah no that's certainly not going to work yeah, exactly well yeah. like it's just it says it all like obviously you were on the farm with me but like you can testify to this throughout my life um I have a brand in the fact that what happens to me is that I fancy someone but instead of shifting them yeah. I shift their friend shift their friend yeah yeah, yeah. that that is yeah, that's an that's a tale as old as time for you Nicola <laughs> self-sabotage it's it's my quality aspect of my yeah. brand it is yeah it's it's great I, I really appreciate it about myself um when, so when you mentioned the farm there see when you think of the farm you think of the gale talk when I think of the farm I think of big brother so I think of it's like big yeah well, the gale talk was kind of like that as well you know what I mean it's just like you're trapped in a small area with these people and you have to survive yeah and it's like the thing about hooking up on these things is like you need because you live in each other's pockets it's like nice to have something that's just yours so in my quality sense of what happened to me on the farm was there was a really I can't say his name because well he fucking knows but like you know I'm not going to say his name um BGIs <laughs> <laughs> there's this guy there um, of course he was Welsh so you know I've, I've well established in this podcast I love Welsh people I'm oh, sorry I ne- I just want to say something I will never ever forget that you and Michelle who's also been this show uh, so we, we like we stayed in this motel but it was a hostel lads and the fucking state of the rooms and bunk beds and the whole lot closed down so, since yeah Michelle and Nicola come running in and they're like Welshine there's this absolute ride in the kitchen you have to come quick and I go laying into the kitchen I'm like where <laughs> This guy and I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. First of all, he was Welsh. Second of all, he played rugby. Third of all, he was topless. Fourth of all, everybody else there was yeah. Irish and scrawny, except for one other guy who was a rugby player, but I So I think what happens with me is, you know, when everybody else automatically fancies someone, I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's like, what I you do. Go, that you're like, you were like, I'll go for the guy that nobody's going for. <laughs> like that's what you tend to do. Yeah, exactly. I might have a chance. I might have a chance. Well, I ended up being like totally flirting with this guy, but turns out he was scoring a friend of ours. I was like, oh, he's off limits, but I'm totally allowed to flirt with him. So we had very much a flirtatious relationship. And, you know, to be fair, Nicola, he really wasn't off limits because he shifted half of the friend group, I think, after that, didn't he? <laughs> or <laughs> definitely shifted everyone around him anyway. Uh, at the time, he was off limits because she was there. But um, I yeah. remember um, the first, so basically what happened was I totally fancied this guy for a couple of weeks, flirting my face off at him. And then we went drinking one night and oh, it was wild in Australia. This is the place we lived in. The pubs closed at half nine. In the yeah. Oh, I tell you, we were wild. So we obviously went down to a field where we continued drinking like the sexy, sexy knackers that we are. Yeah. And um I there was two guys sitting beside me and one of them made a move and I was like oh god no and the other guy who was best friends with the Welsh guy was made a move as well and I was like who's the lesser of two evils here so instead of picking the, the other guy who had no connection to the fellow I fancied I picked the 19 year old best friend of the hot guy and I ended up shifting him and then I ran away screaming that I was a paedophile um yeah I think you can attest to that situational paedophilia yeah, I think I most people heard me running through a field going, oh my God, I'm a pedophile. Yeah. 
I think I had to calm you down if I re- if I remember correctly. Oh, I think the next day, remember, I was sitting in the hospital room absolutely dying, mortification. I was lying on the ground, which is not a wise thing yeah. to be seen these rooms. They were so disgusting. And I was lying on the ground. And next thing, the door was open and he his room was across from ours because, you know, life. And somebody walked in, one of the boys walked in and goes, hey, did I hear you shifted your man last night? As your man walked by. And I was like, well, that's great. That's fab. And then I proceeded to tell him it could never happen again because, you know, he was younger than I was. And then it happened again for about six weeks afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing being like me and you having a chat and I was like, you were like, Roisin, you know, just stop me. Just make sure it doesn't happen again. And I was like, cool, Nicola. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. And then later that night, pissed. I was like, Nicola, what are you doing? And you were like, ah, fuck it. And I was like, okay. I, I did my bit. I tried to stop you. You could not be stopped. So I was like, you know, if I stand in the way anymore, I'm probably going to end up getting a kick in the knee. So um, I'm just going to let you. Uh, make a mess of your life so. we had a very <laughs> romantic holiday romance to be fair like very romantic like he yeah. our first date was to a subway like to get a subway Excellent. which was just so romantic Drawing. above the charts um we also used to listen i take that now to be honest. Yeah, so would i now i would definitely we all he used to also bring me to an abandoned um shed that was where we'd spend our evenings to yeah to uh, have a chat away from everybody else. He also used to wait for me on the bench outside my ro- our room when I got back from picking, for, um, what would we be picking at the time? Oranges or zucchinis. And he'd be only after yeah. getting back from picking his fruit and he'd be, you know, smelly and dirty and I'd be smelly and dirty, but he'd wait outside the room for me. It was just the romance, guys, was actually, it's something that they're going to write novels. He and he shared his weed. So that was he nice. He shared his weed as well. Yeah, that was, that was, that was one of the main reasons everybody else loved him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's funny because um, out of our friend group, everybody was on that farm. I, I think me and our friend Neil were the only ones who didn't have like any romances there. Um, and it was like, you know, it was often super awkward because like people would be in the bunk beds across from you, you know, shifting <laughs> and doing bits. And you would be in the bunk bed by yourself uh, going uh, like, OK, this is cool. I'd like to point out one thing. I never brought him back to our room. No, you were always in in his room. So I do appreciate it. But then the other thing was, is that, um, you know, often people were considered, uh, and, you know, and they wouldn't bring people back into the room. And so that just meant I was in a room on my own <laughs> for nights on end by myself being like, good night, John. Oh, no, nobody's here. <laughs> well, okay. To add to the romance, uh, just when people have been thinking that me and this guy should be married and, you know, because it's obviously the most romantic story of all time. To add to the romance, there was five, six beds in the room that he shared. And within that room, there was four couples. Yeah. Four couples and then one girl on her own. And... What would happen is because everyone would want would be going to bed and you know want to and we smooch before bed you know they would we would blare house music <laughs> yeah just to cover any smooch noises nothing else of course and remember these are bunk beds okay so like someone's on top bunk someone's on the bottom bunk there's house music absolutely blaring and then eventually what would happen is someone would get up and go well I turn off the music and each couple would evaluate whether or not they should they needed more music times <laughs> yeah i also as i recall um one friend of ours uh one couple that was in that room somebody was unfortunate enough to be cleaning the room and found their um used item under the oh bed. yes i remember that yeah oh yeah. god that was yeah so the romance was was heavy and thick um farm <laughs> um I definitely was not in that uh you know me I was often the just friends with the lads loved one guy from afar um which is funny now in hindsight because, I know. You know all these things are funny in hindsight that's so funny but I did have uh when we kind of got to well Nicola came, we, I'd already been in Australia a year when Nicola joined us, boring factoid people. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically that meant that I was going home earlier than you, Nicola. And a couple of weeks before I was due to fly home, me and some others went over to the West Coast of Australia 
to do a tour. Um, and it started from Perth and I went all the way up. And so there were um, kind of like 16 people or, you know, 18 people on the tour. And it was a mix of, you know, people from all over and stuff. And of course, um, my couple of weeks before I'm due to return home to Ireland, I met a guy on the tour. Um, we got on like a house on fire and just like, it was just, I really liked him. Um, and it was just like, oh, typical Roisin has found, excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A romance bubbling out of me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just, I met this uh, guy and he was a just fellow nerd. And we just got on so well, just clicked. And I was like really sad when the, t- the tour was like for, was it two weeks or 10 days or whatever? But again, it felt very intense because it was like, a mini holiday within a time of us living abroad. And I really, really liked him. And it was awful. I cried and like he was upset and was, he just sent me all these lovely messages after we, after we parted and all. And I flew home to Ireland and then he was coming. He tried to leave, but he was still in Australia. Um, But he'd come home, he'd come home to the UK for Christmas to visit his family. So he basically said, I'm going to come to Ireland to, see you and I was like okay cool so he came uh, for a couple of days and so <laughs> it was great like we had good crack and stuff like that but um there were like you know um I don't know how much detail I want to get into here <laughs> come on uh, yeah if my if my if my mother is listening turn off please mute for two seconds mother <laughs> if my brother is listening turn off um for two seconds please um um but uh essentially let's just say we never got to consummate our time together right right put it that way did you not put up the scaffolding um, no there were huh did you not put up the scaffolding <laughs> no basically he couldn't get the scaffolding up uh, <laughs> i don't know if it was the pressure of the occasion or um what exactly and um you know not a way to make you feel good as a person when that you know happens Um, so yeah like it was all very awkward but we we still like you know we it was still fine and then he left and then he was actually because he still had his visa so he was going back and he was traveling and so I suppose I just even though we talked a lot I was like well it's not never going to go and then I met my ex and then I kind of felt bad then that I was still talking to your man from Australia, even though he was so far away. And then he was like, oh, I'm actually coming back to England. Like, um, can I come visit you? And I was like, oh, uh, I sort of have a boyfriend. Ox. <laughs> um, so it was kind of ox. So that's the only like, I, I don't know. I feel like at the time when I met him, it was amazing and stuff like that. But I don't think it would have ever worked at anything else. I think it was just a little romance that I probably needed before I left Australia, just so I'd have my little, you know, Australia holiday fling. But I don't think in in um in real life it would have it would have turned into turned to anything else. And I definitely would have like hated if I'd like if he'd stayed in the UK like to be near me when he could have still been in Australia for like another, you know what I mean? Mm. Another well, year is- or whatever. This is the thing I was going to ask you. Like the thing about holiday romances is they work because there's a time limit. So like you meet someone and you're on holidays for a, you know a week that you know that you've got someone that's going to be fun and cracking you know for the week and then the end and you might be a bit sad and you're like oh but they don't tend to work afterwards. And this happened to a friend of mine recently. He met a girl. Um, he's at a volunteer kind of uh, holiday thing and. Yeah. Um, he met a girl there and he was like, I'm kind of chilled about it because sometimes he falls a bit head over uh, heels too soon. So uh, he was like, I'm chilled about it. And he FaceTimed me when he was there and he's like, yeah, she seems really cool and this, that and the other. And I was like, all right, OK, perfect. Sounds good. Um, and he's like, the thing is, she wants me to go traveling with her after this is done. And I was like, um, that's not really chill, though, is it? And he was like, the, yeah. the thing involved him flying home from the volunteering um, place he was, quarantining in his country when he got back, and then having to fly back out. 
Whereas if they'd been like still in a situation where they both left the place they were in together, went off and like did a road trip, it might be different. Anyway, he he was she kept texting him going, please, 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 I really want to see you, please come over, etc. So he booked it, went and took time off work, went over, and when he went over there, she was like, Actually, I want us just to be friends. So he had just spent like all that money to go back to do this volunteering that he was in this new place that he wasn't meant to be going to, took time off work. And she was like, no, I just want us to be friends. I was like, sorry, what? No, 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 no. You don't go to just to friend zone that quickly. I was like, no. So this is the thing. These all these things have a time limit. They only work for a certain length. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe someone will contact us and tell us um, otherwise. But I just can't can't see how like you can translate them into long-term relationships because like it's it's about you know it's the sun it's the sangria it's the sand like you know it's you just get caught up in the you know it's just it seems romantic um but then it's just just not I think we had was it I'm trying to find the message because we did ask people for their stories and what was the one somebody sent us about the the Greek waiter I don't know if you remember it oh she's she said she met a Greek Irish waiter yeah and that uh okay I had a full-on relationship with a Greek slash Irish barman in Crete for a week years back then I met him in Bray when the season was over and I was like ick pale and Irish don't suit you hon (laughs) Yeah, you see, it's all about the tan. The tan makes Irish lads look righty. I swear to God, this is why we shift yeah. to when we're abroad. They come up to you and they're like, they know the language. They're like, how's it going? How stay yet? Yeah, but they've got a tan. And you're like, Jesus, now that could be, he's lovely now. And he's from the other side of the country. And Jesus will be married. And my father love it because he's got land frontage. And then the tan wears off after two weeks. And you're left with Paddy Gospods. <laughs> and he doesn't look good. And... Yeah, the sangria is gone. You're no. like, oh. A tan, a tan really makes everyone look gorgeous, truly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why we put it on ourselves. Oh, I was just about to say, like, that somebody, um, you know, also said in the comments that they met a guy, American guy in Mayo, and they really, really wanted to make it work, but it just, obviously, with the distance. But that just reminded me of, didn't you have a New York Bay, if I remember correctly? Ah. Ah, ah. oh my god my new york bay oh jesus this is this is what i was talking about like you go on holidays and you meet a feckin irish person <laughs> i did i've been to new york many times and i um do love it it's my favorite place in the world but the f- hmm, second time i went second time no first time i went um i ended up scoring this guy from northern ireland who then fell in love with me for the week and I had zero interest. Like it was for me, it was like a shift. This lad was like, let's meet up tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, great. And we went to, he had a friend for my friend, but they didn't score. They'd just gotten really well. Um, And we went to Rockefeller Center where the ice yeah. was at the time. And I don't, I don't skate. I don't ice skate. So the three of them went off and I, I they, were, they were like we can't leave you on your own I was like oh please do I can really do it some time on my own because you know when you go on these holidays but what like yeah. only one person you don't get any time on your own so I was like oh go I'll watch this or whatever especially somewhere like New York it's kind of mad like you're constantly going all the time so yeah and it was my first time so like obviously I wanted to see as much as I could so then we they went out ice skating and he came back and he's like I thought I'd just stay with you I was like oh my god I'm gonna vomit in my mouth no Oh, but the best thing about it was that me and Michelle, who I was there with, we found out that a certain celebrity, former celebrity, was working in um, an yeah. island there. So, uh, so we wanted to track down this former celebrity and just like totally pervert him. So we went, we eventually found the bar and we went in. <laughs> but he wasn't working and we were like, fuck. Um, but then we got talking to the people at the bar and like totally playing it cool. And they were like, oh my God, um, such and such works here. And we we're like, really? Does he? Yeah, yeah. We never knew that. <laughs> like, yeah, we never yeah. knew. We, they were like, he'll be in later. So we went off anyway and your man was like can I come and meet you and we're like oh no we're going to do we were doing the Sex and City tour that day but we claimed we were doing it that night because there's no way two lads are going to want to come and do the Sex and City tour so we were like oh no it's it's an all night thing the Sex and City tour (laughs) 
<laughs> and they were like, all right, no, God, no, God. We're talking about periods or anything on that thing. Who knows? Um, so we went to this Irish bar anyway, and we met your man, but we played it really cool. We stayed away from him, but two of our friends came and joined us then. So there's four Irish women there giggling like absolute idiots at the bar. And ended up getting it was quite a quiet night in the pub so your man ends up inviting us behind the bar to serve drinks to people like we played music on from Spotify and all that kind of stuff and I ended up scoring the celebrity I was in in love love and love but your man the other fella kept appearing because I had I had friends that owned a bar there and um, they were like oh come up and come up and they knew this fella Irish Paddy Jim Joe knew about this bar and he knew I'd be there because we used to go there like at least once a day before we went yeah. and did stuff. so we kept arriving and I was like oh Jesus and he was like I have a hotel room booked that just me and you can go to I was like oh god no 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 but the good thing about being on your own with one person is you can always say no to those things because you can't ditch your friend uh, yeah, exactly yeah, no, so I looked him up though because it turns out I'm still friends with him on Facebook this is the kind of shite like Facebook if you ever go through your <laughs> friends like the people you're friends with on it I'm still friends with this lad and the last message he'd sent me was something like oh we should meet up and have the right and I'm like what I didn't even do that when I shifted you. Why would I do it now? But he's married <laughs> as a child. And I'm like, I think he was going out with the girlfriend, going out with someone at the time he sent me that message because I was like pure disgusted. But um, I just look at his pictures and I'm like, you haven't aged a day, child. He still looks the exact same. <laughs> but oh, there he is. We called him Boom Boom because he had such serious moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it never did work out between you and the ex celebrity. I didn't, didn't, because I found out he also had a girlfriend. But you know what? Oh, lol. Well, it's a superstar celebrity like this guy. Like, I, I'm not claiming he's as high as celebrity as Harry Styles, but you know, no, <laughs> he's definitely not. <laughs> I wish. Um, it was funny. We got this one in, right? I don't know if this was a typo. Uh, or what okay right but somebody was like I met a massive English fella um, and there was an instant holiday romance for the week went back to hotel early to have time alone anyway we thought we were dead having sex on the balcony and I look up and there was a group of owls <laughs> watching us does she mean like literal birds because afterwards she said I was morto couldn't sit at the pool for the rest of the week like were the owls at the pool as well were you like were the L's always around, or did she mean like did she misspell what what could L's gals mean? Maybe I don't know. Either way, L once. I, I wouldn't like to be riding. Yeah, L once. I wouldn't like to turn around and see a bunch of birds looking at me riding anywhere now. To be totally honest, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't mind L ones though. Oh, L ones would be fine. Yeah, yeah, totally wouldn't mind L ones. But um, yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume she meant L's. I was trying to work out what it could have been a typo for, but like maybe she genuinely meant <laughs> there was a bunch of L's. But I love the idea that they thought there were like these beckoned porn stars or something like doing it on the balcony <laughs> and then just like, you know, glancing and seeing um seeing these beady yellow eyes just like staring at you, judging you. Because an owl has a very judgmental face. It does. And it's kind of like, oh, you disgust me. We did get a few people that seemed to have some sort of like um, some sexy times on their holidays. One person on their J1 had a much more exciting time than me and you did. Got the ride on the high lifeguard chair. Apparently other people got arrested, but she didn't. Jesus Christ. That's um, that's some heavy petting going on there then. Yeah. It's like, mm, wow. What did you? I love a bit of this getting up on the lifeguard. It's like Baywatch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's never as sexy, do you know what I mean? As like the TV shows or the movies make it to to, to look out to be um, a mutual friend of hers, ours, I hope she won't mind me telling the story, I won't say her name, uh, was having a, a holiday romance and uh, her and the fella went to, um, uh, you know, the end of, you know, a hotel's kind of swimming pool that led to a beach. And I think they went under a bunch of sun loungers um, oh God, yeah, sexy. To, uh, you know, and then next thing, the security man comes along and starts banging on the day, and he's like, "No, no, no, there's nobody for sex." <laughs> they had to like whip everything back on and fucking leg it while he was shouting at them and giving them absolutely 
dogs, abuse, um, which I swear to God, I think, which came, which came back to the like, hotel to tell me the story. Fucking, we were rolling around the place laughing. Like that poor security guard would say, like you got an awful eyeful <laughs> of your man um, potentially with his pants down around his ankles. So God help him. It was a tough day in the office for him. Oh, whatever. What romance? What romance? Somebody else said that they um, <laughs> lost their V card to a beautiful Norwegian boy after a 10 day holiday romance when she was 16. And she said, haven't been treated to the same level of romance since 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Norwegian lads, they know how to they know how to woo a lady. No, they do. They do. Unlike these Irish lads, one person said an Irish barman in Tenerife refused to give me my change until I kissed him across the bar. I gladly obliged. And then he turned up behind the bar in her local six months later. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's like, that's like a worse. That's the worst case scenario. You don't want to see those people ever again. Oh, I remember when we were in Australia, when I went off to work in a bar for a while, um, we the first day we arrived, the local people were like, "Oh well, there's no Irish around here," and we were like, "Oh grand, that's fine." And two days later, we walked into the bar, and two Irish lads were sitting at the bar, and we we're like, "Where did you just come from?" And they were like, "We heard across the villages that there was two Irish girls working here, so they trekked over." <laughs> it's like, right? We're in Australia, surrounded by righty Aussie women. But anyway, um, so ended up I was there was an Aussie guy that used to come into the bar that I totally fancied, and the girl who was with me, she fancied a different Aussie guy. But they only come in like once every blue moon. So yeah, Bella, I fancied. I used to flirt with him every time he came in, but he'd only drink a Red Bull, so he wasn't even drinking in the pub. And I'd be like, oh my god, I can't flirt with you unless you're drunk. Like I'd be trying, but then there's seventy two other <laughs> Aussies there beside them, and they're like. Oh, hey, Nicola, Nicola, give me a fucking shoot of mine. Yee. And I'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to get lines here, people. And uh, <laughs> after a couple of weeks of this lad, like just coming in and having a Red Bull and then be like, right, I'll see you later. I'd be like, right. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know, trying to go, oh, we should all go for a walk or a drink on the beach, you know, because we lived right beside the beach. And he'd be like, yeah, some die differently. So I was like, oh, fuck this. So we ended up going to a house party with the Irish lads and I ended up kissing the skinniest Irish man because that's my other quality. Yeah, I love yeah, skinny yeah, men. Not, not big buff lads. No, no, no. Skinny, scrawny. That's my type. <laughs> and skinny, kiss this skinny guy anyway. Um, oh, no, sorry. We went out on a night out. This is what happened. We went on a night out and the Aussie guy was meant to come and he kept texting me going I'm at the bar and I was like you're not at the bar because I'm fecking at the bar and then I got really annoyed because I, I was like I'm being catfished here so the Irish guy ended up scoring him and we went out onto the street afterwards my phone rang and it was the Aussie guy and I was like oh here we go and I was like well he's like turn around and he'd been at a different nightclub it turned out that I'd given him like the wrong name at the club and the Irish guy was there and he was wearing my shoes, my heels, as he, because, you know, why not? And I was like, oh my God, I need to get rid of the Irish guy because the hot Australian is here. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Awkward. So ended up having to, I was like, oh, look, our taxi's here. Come into the bar tomorrow. He came into the bar tomorrow. So did the Irish guy. The Irish guy was waiting for me when I went in the next morning. I was like, I actually turned around and said, are you a smoker like what is your story and he was like oh we're just on a rollover I was like all right in comes Aussie guy I was like oh my god this is so awkward my boss knew what happened she was like Nicola there's an Australian guy there looking for something and then the Irish guy at the bar needs a drink I was like oh I'm gonna murder you this is Uh and then the Irish guy must have known because he there was about 20 people in the bar and he walked up to the fella that I was flirting with and he went up and he goes hey I'm bringing Nicola on a date do you know any good restaurants I was like first of all I don't know anything about this date oh that's second of all what and he went off and booked an Indian food Indian restaurant but I but I asked me out or anything just went off and booked one I was like I don't eat Indian food so he had to come back and cancel it and I was like why what are you doing but at least it made the Australian guy kick up his heels and we went on a date the next day and yeah. we walked for three this is the, I, this is why I know I'm prepared for sober dating in Ireland we walked for three and a half hours up and down the beach yeah. sober and then he goes yeah. right, I'll drop you back to work and he drove me back to work and he didn't even give me a kiss and I was like sorry what what is this I've just wasted time I don't know in the Australian soaring sun I'm Irish so my skin is pale as flip I was like come on man and yeah I was like this is great but then uh, we eventually 
did have a date where we got the smooch eventually. Dear God, eventually. eventually. But holy man, that was a lot of effort. To, it took a lot of effort with the Australians, whereas with the Irish, like, first smooch. Yeah. Sorry, gosh. Yeah, and this is the mean. The Irish guy, you can just kind of give him a wink and have a can. Then the next thing you know, you're going to get the ship. So that's the problem there when you go on holidays with the old romances. There's too much effort to be putting him with some of the locals, you know? Yeah, well, especially if you're not there for a long time. If you're there for a short time, you don't have all this time to be spending and expending uh, on these men. And then the other awkward thing, which is something someone brought up uh, like in the in the messages, like, you know, are they genuinely single? You know, because somebody wrote us and said they met a fella in Lanza. He was from Kildare. And then I saw him in Bee's Knees, which I assume is a, a pub in Kildare, when she got home with his girlfriend. Mm, my first holiday romance ended like that. I went to, where the hell was I? Tenerife? Canaries? I think it was in yeah. again. And I shifted a lad from Cork and I loved him all week and he, I just thought he was great. I thought he was fab boy. And then he, on the last day, his friend told me, slipped a note under my door when they were leaving saying that he had a girlfriend. Stunning. Yeah. What a lovely way to find out. I mean. I know. It's it quality. It's top notch. That's the thing you have to prepare yourself for. That's why another reason why these romances only last the week. You don't be following up on them. Oh God, I can't well, wait. You, I can't wait when we go on this. <laughs> Oh my god! Just I don't care. Oh Ireland. I'm having a romance with somebody. That's it. With anybody, they have no choice. The local man who is who is missing several teeth. Yeah. Um, but is in fact so we will take us. Um, perhaps we should wrap up. But we'll wrap up on a on a on a nice note, on a happy note. Um, on a message we got sent in. By the way, if any of you you have um. You know, positive or just funny stories. Um, our email is dater's gonna date IRL at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram, Dater's gonna date. Uh, but this came in from Regan. I'm sure she won't mind me sharing her name. She said, uh, I love the podcast. I always look forward to your next episode. You're, you guys are great. Thank you very much. I have a happy Tinder story for you. Tinder of all the places. Woo! Um, I met my now fiance on Tinder. I was his first ever Tinder date, although he was definitely not my first. My previous Tinder dates were meh at best. We had a great uh, first date at Doyle's pub. We stayed there all night just talking until the place closed. Now he's my favorite person in the world and we're getting married in September. I guess the moral of the story is that Tinder is a bleak place, but not entirely hopeless. Oh, I, thanks to the girl who sent that in. Um, we do love any sort of story, to be fair. We do love good, bad, ugly, fabulous. Um, even though, um, you know, I couldn't get a date if one came up and a calendar hit me across the face. I still want to hear your good stories because it gives us all a bit of eternal hope. And of course, I do also want to hear your bad ones as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can't have it be sappy all the time, lads. We have to hear the hysterical uh, you know, messy, awful ones too. Um, but I would love to hear as well because I know Nicola, you wrote back to the girl and be like, was like, can you give us any tips or like conversation starters? If guys, if you've got any winning openers on dating sites or guys, guys, if you're listening, if there is an opener that you know you will guarantee to reply to, let a girl know, will you? Give us the goss, give us the intel. Yeah. Because we love them. And also we do, we have been asking people to write um, a review for us on Apple podcast and 21% currently of our listeners listen on Apple. So we'd love some new ones. We do get some in and we'll read them out in the next episode, but maybe you can put a winning line that you received from somebody on a dating app and put it there now and just don't leave a review. Just put down the winning line that made you reply and just confuse everyone yeah. who sees it then. <laughs> We're like, wait, what? <laughs> But we're exactly, doing exactly because you're not not only giving us a review, but you're also helping us and others who are looking for dating tips. So think of it as uh, as your random act of kindness for the day. Yeah, <laughs> think about it because of your five star review with one line in it. People across the country could be finding love. I sound like one of those dating apps, you know, or dating apps. Yeah, you do. People that are looking for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so true. So please uh, leave us a review and leave us some tips. As you know, guys, you can get us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Dave's Gonna Date, or you can email us at Dave's Gonna Date IRL at gmail.com. Um, if you've got any things you'd like us to cover, um, I was kind of asking that during the week on Instagram. Got a few things that people are interested in. But if there's something you'd like us to touch on, if there's somebody you'd like us to try and make contact for an interview, um, yeah, let us know and we will try our best to gain these big name celebs <laughs> and get them on the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have to keep me hearing me and Roshan talk absolute shit bags. Absolute bollocks. But sure, look, if you aren't enjoying it, you wouldn't be here in the first place. So we must be doing something right. <laughs> or we're doing stuff so wrong that they're like, oh, I can't believe these two are still <laughs> <laughs> oh they're probably like yeah no wonder they're single um but uh yeah until next time guys thanks again for tuning in and that's all for me yes longer fall and we will talk to you in two weeks time bye bye bye